On today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast, a final look at preseason, and Lovey Smith takes it slow with the cut process. Cody, it's Tuesday. Only one thing to do start the countdown. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your first entry. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. With promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. I'm John Hickman. This is Cody Davis. Final look at the preseason. Cody, one thing that I loved uh, the opportunity to see from this Houston Texan team was how they cut down the amount of penalties each preseason game. Throughout this preseason, they got more discipline, they got to their assignments, not a lot of mental errors that we saw. When they took on the New Orleans Saints, by the time the Rams, not the Rams, excuse me, but in the Rams and the 49ers, by the time those two teams had an opportunity to play against the Houston Texan, mainly the 49ers, Houston was a much better disciplined team. And also, as I was watching <clears throat> the game, I just wanted to say that I would have loved to see Dare get those second quarter carries that Rex mm. Burkhead got. Rex Burkhead ended the game with 10 carries. Dare ended the game with three carries. I don't know if this was an indication that the Houston Texans were trying to do whatever that they can to allow Rex Burkhead prove that he should be on this roster, <laughs> give him that opportunity out on the field. However, I thought that was a great opportunity to maximize whatever you believe Dare can do for you. Whether that's carrying the ball or being an effective pass catcher, those were some things that I really wanted to see that young man get an opportunity to do so. However, the Texans have until August 30th by 4 p.m. to get the roster down to 53 players. The Texans are allowed 16 players on the practice squad. And, John, look, you already know how I feel about this backfield, especially for a guy like Agumba Wale. I'm really hoping that he makes this 53-man roster. I do believe that he can be a great addition to the Houston Texans as running back number three. However, I do believe his best attribute is still going to be a reliable pass catcher coming out of the backfield for Davis Mills. Now, you're talking about preseason where the Houston Texans went 3-0. Talk about Davis Mills really quick. The one thing I liked about this preseason, this took place following the Texans' victory against the San Francisco 49ers Thursday night. It was the fact that Davis Mills took accountability for some of his struggles that we saw throughout this preseason. And that was very telling because, John, here on this show, you know, you and I talked about Davis Mills' inability 
to push the ball down the field throughout preseason. I get it. I understand it. It's preseason. This is the time where you want to see players like that make mistakes. However, this is also the time you want to see players take accountability and actually say, you know what? I can improve in this area. And that's exactly what Davis Mills did Thursday night during his post-game press conference. And one of the things Davis Mills did say he wants to improve on before the start of next season is his ball placement. He used the best example when he threw that interception when he was trying to target Chris Moore during the second quarter. He said if his ball placement was a little bit better throwing that ball in the end zone, he would have had an opportunity to throw a, a touchdown pass to Chris Moore. Another example that he gave later on he said he really wishes that he had this pass back was once again in the second quarter he was targeting nico collins and he overthrew collins however um there was a pass interference call and he even said it in the in the press conference look i was saved by the by the pass interference call however my ball placement should have been a lot better because had had he targeted Collins he already knew Collins had the ability to go to the end zone he really do fit felt that that was not one but two touchdown passes that he left out there on the field really quick I do want to give you guys some numbers about Davis Mills under center during his preseason he Threw for 168 yards, two touchdowns while completing 63% of his passes. The Houston Texans did have 12 drives where they recorded 20 or more yards. Davis Mills was under center for six out of those 12 drives. And of course, out of those six drives, Davis Mills threw um, a touchdown pass in two of those drives. But once again, John, I love hearing that out of Davis Mills because that shows you that the Houston Texans, at least for right now, they have a quarterback who isn't afraid to say, you know what, I made this mistake, here is my mistake, and this is where I want to get better before the start of the season. Also, I would like to say, if the preseason is an indication on how the regular season offense is going to look, be prepared for the run to set up the pass. That very first drive where Houston got the ball and we were able to see it capped off by Damian Pierce, Look how quickly the ball was coming out, and look how effective the run game was. Damian Pierce was electrifying in that first drive, in that first drive where they scored on. But you also have plays where Davis Mills were able to hit. He was able to hit uh, Chris Moore to pick up 16 yards, and he was able to get the ball out quickly. There's going to be times where the pass is going to be there, but this offense is not going to be that explosive yet however cody i will say this listeners you can take everything i just said and throw it out the window because we haven't had the opportunity to see this offense with brandon cooks yet he's going to be very important for the success because he's the one that can win those one-on-one matchups consistently he's a veteran he's a 1000 yard receiver in this league he can beat the zone you can move him around he you know maybe you can set up Moore and Nico Collins outside and use Brandon Cook sometimes throughout the year. We'll see how this offense is going to work. But offensively, Houston can win. But I, I think this this run game and this defense is going to be able to keep Houston into games. And Davis Mills just has to do one thing, and that's not fumble the ball. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. 
That's prizepigs.com, promo code locked on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure you're checked out. Make sure you're checking out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview starting August 31st, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview starting August 31st. Search Ultimate Podcast Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. What I what I've learned is that um, you know we kind of know the rules early on on what we have to the numbers we have to get down to. You let the players know early, guys. Eventually, we got to get to this. We everything you do from now on, we're looking at. And nowadays, we video everything that the players do. And what I've learned is that, yeah, there's a gut uh, feeling that you go with backed up by information. And that's what we grade everything. And that we've seen them in every environment. That's why I say in the end, I don't think the decisions are that hard. Uh, it becomes clearer when you just let guys start playing. Rookies, you don't know. You let them come in. You start comparing them. And, and they kind of tell you. So that's what, uh, and I'm looking back on, yeah, it's not my first rodeo. And that's what I felt, you know, going in, hard cuts. But in the end, it's pretty clear on what you need to do. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. What you guys just heard, I'm not sure if you was able to hear me in the video. I know it was kind of low. We didn't have a microphone, but what you guys just heard, um, yesterday I had an opportunity to talk to Lovey Smith around 11 o'clock, 1130 doing his, um, Monday press conference. And as you guys heard, you know, I asked him, you know, what are some of the lessons that he learned throughout his, throughout his career, trying to put together the best 53 man roster for his team. And John, that was very important for me to ask him because prior to that question, Lovey Smith did open up his press conference um, talking how the Houston Texans have not made any roster changes. As a matter of fact, as we sit here at the time of this recording, timestamp <laughs> on August 29, 2022 at 5.11 p.m. By the way, happy birthday to my my favorite entertainer of all time. <laughs> but, um, you know, as we sit here August 29th at 5.11 p.m., the only roster change that the Houston Texans made as of right now was getting Chester Rogers off of injury reserve. And as of right now, that is the only roster spot. And of course, that is very important because by the time most of you guys hear this podcast, you're going to start seeing reports from myself, John Brooks, Aaron, um, Big Sarge, B. Scott, everybody who was on the beat covering the Houston Texans, we will be breaking, breaking down the news and breaking down the Texans 53-man roster. And John, I'm not going to lie to you. Yesterday, we talked about how this new regime, you know, just feels different and it feels a lot better. And we talked about how this new regime is actually giving these the rookies and the second year players a true opportunity to go out there on the field and not only showcase what you can do, but also learn from your mistakes. So it can help benefit their career and even this organization. But John, you know, as we sit here with less than 
24 hours away from the Houston Texans constructing their 53-man roster. And to hear Lovey, Lovey Smith say that this organization has not made any roster changes as of right now, that lets me know, one, how deep this, this Houston Texans team is. I mean, you know, we talked about the depth of the defensive line unit. We talked about the upgrades that this organization made to their secondary. We also talked about how deep and how talented the linebacking core is. And John, once again, less than 24 hours away from the from the 53 man roster, and to hear Lovey Smith say that once again lets me know one how deep this 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 team is, and two, and most importantly how talented this team is. And that is very important because you remember this time last year, we basically already knew who was going to be a part of the 53-man roster. And, of course, the biggest news of all was whether or not Deshaun was going to be included in that number. But, John, once again, I love the fact that the Houston Texans are taking their time to construct the best 53-man roster as possible and not only that they also taking their time putting together a practice squad because as i just mentioned on yesterday yes the 53 man roster is important but once again using a defensive line for an example when you look at how deep that the defensive line is there's a number of guys who are going to be on that practice squad too whether it's injuries covid or whatever the case might be if you need to call somebody up from the practice squad roster you already know you have a talented guy who is already dependable out there on the football field you know one thing that i love lovey smith said i'm uh, saying is that you know they let the players know early guys eventually we have to get to this every everything you do from now on we're looking at and i, I like that honesty this has nothing to do necessarily with the roster i guess but i like the honesty from a coach because it does give your players an opportunity to know what the expectations are early on and those expectations uh, have been set. I think that this regime right now, this is a better uh, a, a staff to communicate some of these things to the players and to the media. I don't think we would have necessarily gotten a, a response like this out of Bill O'Brien, right? Um, but it's fair to the players to know what may or may not happen. But it, to piggyback off of you, I think that for Houston – this is difficult for them. I think this this is why they haven't made any cuts at this moment because they genuinely believe that, well, some of these guys we may want to keep around for the future. They're not ready yet. Maybe like a a, a Hanson who's been playing, plays, playing some phenomenal football at linebacker, right? But then you also may have a guy, um, well, like a Hanson that you want to keep around, but you want to keep him on a practice squad. So you're looking at, Filling that up. And then you also look at a Blake Cashman and whether or not you keep him over Garrett Wallow, who, if I'm being honest, I think Blake Cashman deserves a roster spot over Blake uh, over, over Garrett Wallow right now. So you're 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 answering these questions and Kevin Pierre Lewis and who who would you like to keep? But you also have to keep in mind of Christian Harris. And I'm mentioning the linebacker group because I think for Lovey Smith, this is going to be very difficult for him, even with the defensive line. Michael Duonfort, I believe that he has played himself into a roster spot, but you look at Thomas Booker, you also look at Kurt Hennish, like these guys have been doing a phenomenal job as well. So for them to not to rush the process, I think it's fair to not only the players, but ultimately 
overall, the coaching staff, all of these guys on the coaching staff want to make sure that they have the best of the best available. And I can see everybody in their war room right now, along with Nick Casario, just trying to figure out who makes sense to keep, whether it's on the 53, on the 16, or some guys, we're just going to have to say thank you for your time and opportunity. We wish you the best, and hope you, hopefully you get another opportunity somewhere else. Blake Cashman over Garrett Wallow? Blake Cashman has played. We've seen Blake Cashman play football this preseason. Blake Cashman has made plays, not only during preseason games where it's not like a flash of luck. No, he's busting his ass in, in training camp, at practice. And if Blake Cashman wasn't so injury prone, he may have not be may not be here in Houston because he's a very good linebacker. And you know what we've seen out of Blake in three games in, in training camp compared to what we haven't seen out of a player who haven't had the opportunity to play yet. Yeah, I'm looking at Blake Cashman for a roster spot because hmm. I also don't know, you know, what's going to happen with Kevin Pierre Lewis. I also don't know when or we're not Christian Harris is going to play who is a talented young rookie. I know Houston can't wait to get on the field. So in the meantime, we need somebody who we know is dependable, who may be able to move around. And, again, I, I like Hanson, Jake Hanson. Spent time with Levy Smith. I do believe that he's going to be on that practice squad. He's a player that they want to keep around and coach him up, rookie. Uh, or Second-year man, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, this linebacker group is very competitive right now. And I have Blake Cashman above Kevin Pierre-Lewis along with Garrett Wallow. But what I'm getting towards is even with the running back group, are they going to carry four? What are they going to do with Royce Freeman? Do they leave him because he has NFL experience as a fullback and they keep Harrison on the practice squad who has made some great plays for Houston at fullback? Like these are all of the questions the Texans and their coaching staff have to answer. When 401 comes around on uh, on Tuesday, because the whatever you do moving forward is going to affect possibly your wins and losses. Listeners, please don't be the people who think it's okay to drive stone. Uh, those people always go into this situation thinking, what's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. Truth is, your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but you put everyone else around you in danger as well. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel of a car. If you feel different, you drive different. Don't drive high. Drive high gets you a DUI. Guys, we already know y'all start y'all day with the Locked On Texan podcast. Go ahead and make sure that you put it on your to-do list to check on the Locked On Fantasy Football. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. 
And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. Of course, we're going to have a lot to discuss tomorrow and a day after tomorrow, given who's going to be a part of this 53-man roster. Uh, but, John, before moving forward, we're going to talk about one guy. Of course, he's going to be on a 53-man roster. Brandon Cooks. You know, it's not a surprise. The Houston Texans did not have not one player to be a part of the NFL's top 100 list. We're not a surprise. We already knew that that was going to happen. Um, honestly, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but this might have been a first time in over 10 years this happened to the Texans, right? Because, you know, um, Andre Johnson was always on there. J.J. Watt was always on there. D-Hop was always Watson, on there. Watson. And just last year, Cushion. we had we had um, Larry um, Tonson on there. So, I mean, this might have been a first time in, like, what? I can't even remember the last time. Yeah, it was a couple of franchises that didn't have a player, excuse me, on that 100-man roster. But, you know, um, I just think, this is what happens when you when you go through the dog years of your franchise. Sometimes people may forget. Brandon Cooks, if we're being honest, he is easy to forget about, but that doesn't make it right. Right? I, I think that Brandon Cooks, um, out of how many receivers had one thousand yards last year? A total of twenty six. Twenty six. And, and then I would have to look at 22. the twenty two. He was number 22 of 26. I would like to look at how many of those out of the first 22, which includes Brandon Cooks, made the 100, uh, top 100 in the NFL. So Cooks is just a guy that, you know, people forget about easily. And and that's because, number one, he plays in Houston. Of course, national-wise, Houston has been a laughing stock since Um, (laughs) 24-0. But going into his third year with Houston – what has Brandon Cooks did to make you, you know, honestly, if you look at his game, forget about him, nothing. He's been healthy. He's got over a thousand yards. He's played with three quarterbacks in two years, three head coaches. Uh, now this would be his fourth, but in his playing time, uh, David Cully, Bill O'Brien, and Romeo Cornell. So three coaches in two years, two different coordinators in two years, but he's still being very productive. I hate talking about that on the show because I feel like when we talk about it, it comes off as being whiny, but we're not being whiny. We're just saying that he is a top 100 player in the league. I, I just don't see how he didn't make that roster. He didn't yeah, make like- the cut, not the roster, but the cut. Yeah, he didn't make the roster. Like, <laughs> you, you, you know, he's going to be on a practice squad if it was a practice squad for the top NFL 100 players. Yeah, And I hate talking about it too, John, listeners and viewers, but at the end of the day, I always feel for a guy like Brandon Cooks because this is a guy who has been reliable. This is a guy who has been very productive throughout his career. And like I say, every time we talk about this this segment, he doesn't even have a Pro Bowl to his name to show for it. And John, you mentioned you would like to see, you know, 
how many guys who cracked over a thousand receiving yards be on this list? Like I mentioned, there was a good number of players who cracked over a thousand receiving yards who was a part of the NFL's 100 best players in the league entering the 2022 campaign. By the way, I do want to mention this. There was also players where Brandon Cooks actually recorded more receiving yards last season, and they had an opportunity to make the list, and he did it. And the two guys that I'm looking at, Jalen Waddle and Kyle Pitts. Jalen came in at number 63, while Kyle Pitts came in at number 91. And the one thing I love about Brandon Cooks, man, is not the fact that he has done it just one time or two times or three times throughout his career. This is a man who has been in the league for eight years, and he has recorded a 1,000 or more receiving yards in six out of those eight years. And you're talking about a guy who's done it in New Orleans. he done it in New England. he done it in Los Angeles. And now he is doing it in Houston. By the way, I do want to mention, I do believe that Brandon Cooks cracking over a thousand receiving yards with the Houston Texans last year is more significant and even better than him doing it in New Orleans with Drew Brees, him doing it in New England with Tom Brady, even even doing it better than the first time, his first season here in Houston because he was playing with Deshaun Watson, man. Once again, shout out to Brandon Cooks. If we had an opportunity to do this list of the 100 best players entering the 2022 campaign, he would definitely be on that list. And this is not us being homers. It's just the reality of the situation. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked on Texan podcast. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Also, give us a subscribe on YouTube, Locked on Texans, under the name Locked on Texans, and follow us on Twitter at Locked on Texans as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.